Talk, where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us today at the beautiful Susquehanna Valley Fire Club. Feedback abounds. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I think I see the dealership from here. It's a perfect view. In fact, Tom was just looking down at the hill and saying, get back to work. Got <laughs> <laughs> to sell more cars. <laughs> Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory. Also, outstanding pre-owned inventory, great service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Very pleased to have our good friend Adam Purdy here. All right, let's get to the gist of this. we got to match our cards. We have to match our cards. And I'll let you go first. What do we end up? Minus one? Uh, yes. You gave us two strokes. That means you got to be three. So what did you do? We got we got you by eleven. We were minus or by by eight. We were minus eleven. Wow. So you're it was saying all my teammates. I had nothing to do so with. So you're it. saying we lost? <laughs> <laughs> it was close. <laughs> well, we were coming on. I could tell you felt the heat. Yeah, I did. Which is true. We got better as the day went on. Yeah. We, we left a few out there, but it was we had a good time. I mean, oh, we had a We couldn't have asked for a better day. When you consider the circumstances that all of us are living under and how the tournament was going to be in May, that was going to be August 12th and then today, can you really put a value on the success of the fact that this was pulled off? I mean, I, I can, and I think that value is probably between twelve and, and 15000 which is going to be close to the net pro, uh, proceeds that we have today. But uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed and, and impressed with the turnout here today to, to pull it off kind of, not last minute, but to make all the changes we had, and with obviously with all the COVID issues, um, to get 30 foursomes, 29 foursomes to come out and everybody come together as a community to raise money for the Y. I mean, you couldn't have asked, you know, you couldn't ask for anything more than that. Um, and to get the support we had here, just it was great. And I have to admit, I mean, by the way we play, we actually naturally have social distance for years. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, how, that's how we play. Yeah. But you know what? Um, there was a point in time where maybe people didn't think it was going to happen. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, this is a twelve to $15,000 bonus for the yeah. Greater Susquehanna Valley one. Yeah, I agree. We, we And we tossed it back and forth, you know, yeah. should we do it, shouldn't we do it, What what's right, what's not right. And at the end of the day, the committee got together and we said, you know what, whoever's going to come out and wants to come out, give them that opportunity. And whatever we we raise, we raise. And, and again, I think it's going to be a good number that the Y wouldn't have had otherwise. And all that you know, all that money that we raise today is going to go to help kids at the Y for programs that they may not have otherwise been able to afford. Um, so it's again, any any dollar raised was a dollar they didn't have exactly. yesterday. So fantastic. Exactly, and that that means a lot to them. It means a lot to the community. The community relies right. on the Y. Right. I, yeah. I mean, they, you know, a lot of people think of the Y, obviously, the healthy lifestyle and the social responsibility and everything they do. But what they probably didn't realize is when the whole, you know, COVID pandemic, all the lockdown and everything, they were handing out lunches. And I, I forget the number. Um, Ron Marshall was here earlier, but they handed out an, an incredible number of meals to kids and, and families that didn't have them. So they, you know, they found other ways to serve the community when, they, when it was needed. 
How gratified are you by the community support? Because when you walk by a tee box, you see a sponsor's name. When you walk by the green, you see a sponsor's name. Now, obviously, you're the lead sponsor on all of this. But what is it? how gratifying is that people have the ability in the Valley to come together and yeah. say, you know what, that's important? Yeah, it's, it, it's extremely satisfying and gratifying to see that this was important enough for people to put their money up and to come out. And, again, with all the uncertainty going around out there, it was nice to see that people still wanted to support this event and still, um, you know, feel that the Y is a worthy cause to put some money towards and to raise some money for them today. I also felt like this is a day where there was a sense of normalcy. Yeah. You're right. It was just you're exactly right. I think people were looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I was. And I, know, I, I know I was. I could speak for me. Yeah, and I and I appreciate you coming down every year. This is great having you here. And I mean, I had I have friends that came as far as Maine today to come down and play. They just they wouldn't miss it. It's just it's just one of those events where people people that play just enjoy it and they kind of they go out of their way to, to participate every year. And that's kind of what makes this what it is. I think one of the adjustments was to go to one flight, double right. up where you could, and that was a concession. For the for the situation, uh, do you want to go back to the morning and afternoon in a more normal setting next year with the idea it can raise more? Yeah, and and that's something we're going to obviously we'll we'll talk about as we go forward as a committee. I thought all things considered, I thought the format today was great. I thought the the, the mid morning start was great. It allowed people to kind of you know get things done in the morning, still come out, enjoy the day, and get home at a decent hour. And it was from a management standpoint a lot easier to manage 30 teams over 50 which we had last year but I, you know i think we'll we'll have to make that decision but we'll probably end up back where we were you know in prior years but i just think i just think in this particular year if you can pull off something successfully you feel like it's remarkable it's an achievement oh, yeah. and it, look and i know you've been planning and planning and planning but they were able to get it done yeah and yeah and we it was, like I said, we weren't sure, and, you know, about a week, probably about two weeks ago, we were around the 18 to 20 team mark, and I thought that was great. I think we have 18 teams, this is going to be fun, we're just going to play golf, and then as we got closer, you know, a week, of, you know, week 10 days out, it just kept rolling in, you know, more registrations, more phone calls. I had a phone call Friday night, you know, hey, can we get one more team in? And, yeah, we'll, we'll make room, we'll make it work, um, and at the end of the day, we ended up with 29, which is just, you know, I, I had a goal of, of 30, or that was where we were cutting it off. Thinking 18 was realistic, and, and to get to 29 was just was fantastic. In fact, I think some somebody late could not come, so you really were at 30. We were. We actually we were at 32, but 32. they had some yeah a couple scheduling issues that didn't work. So we yeah we actually were over uh, over capacity at 32 at one point. Yeah, and I want to give the Susquehanna Valley Country Club a lot of credit with all the heat, humidity we've had, then heavy rain last night. Yeah, the course held its own but i mean yeah. the course did very well the course is in really good shape considering everything yeah i agree and i mean we needed the rain obviously so that well, was a big help we lucked out i know we were you 21 know. under par i mean of course you agree. <laughs> well <laughs> made the greens a little softer to come into oh is that what you do when you hit the ball in? <laughs> <laughs> my partners know what that's like not oh, me oh my goodness it's one of those days where I've hit irons well for a whole month, and today my iron play was eh. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I know the I know the feeling. Yeah. It's, it happens. Putted well, but no. Yeah. But, yeah. I didn't I didn't putt well until the 15th hole. I think my partner finally told me what I was doing wrong, and then the putt started dropping. But he waited 15 holes to tell me. Oh. <laughs> oh. Angle goes and sees Mahoney. Right. Gets a quick golf lesson in the middle. Uh. And then. Hits the next two shots like unbelievable, <laughs> and then 
unfortunately, short-term memory. He went back to what he was doing yeah. the other holes. <laughs> so the Mahoney lesson, the Mahoney lesson had a shelf life of about 12 minutes. All right, so I'm surprised it lasted that long. Yeah. Knowing Steve. Uh, any particular sponsors you want to point out? I, yeah, if you don't mind, really I, I announced no, them earlier. But yeah, this. No, but this is important because it doesn't happen without people wanting to participate, sponsors, or groups that paid to get your yeah. group in. Yeah. So we had a, a number of whole sponsors and, and what we call par sponsors, but the ones that really make this really successful are some of the, the larger contributors, and I'm just going to read them down here. We have uh, Sunbury Broadcasting. Steve, you guys appreciate all you do for us. The Daily Item, they're going to give a nice you know, nice follow-up and do a nice article for us afterwards. And so those are our media sponsors. We have um, this year Herring, Roland, Solomon stepped up for us, and they were the, the golf glove sponsors, so that nice Titleist. You know, you had the, the Titleist right here. You got fitted for a glove. They, they provided that for us today and then we had our, our birdie level sponsors of um, Aubrey Alexander Toyota, Dunkin Donuts, Selective Insurance and Susquehanna Valley Limousine and if I missed anybody I apologize but I think that's the, the full list and there, you know there's there, there, Susquehanna Valley Limousine we just did the giveaway for yes, it was a, yeah. a package worth $960 which was fabulous <laughs> yeah, oh yeah yeah and it's and Chris my buddy Chris is over here. He does a fantastic job. The service he provides is second to none. And, and he, yeah, every year, that's that's one of the ones I hope I can walk away with on the raffle prize is that limo package. But wasn't wasn't my year. No, no I settled for the golf glove. It's pretty good. Uh, every year, I'm not kidding. Jack Hamill asked me, "Where'd you get that glove?" That's really. <laughs> well, we'll have to get him down next year. I, you know what? I would like to get him to come down. Let's do it. Well, let's make it work. You do know what happened. That these people, I think, know. You do know what happened the last time Jack and I played golf. I don't think I've heard this one. We played four weeks ago. We played at Sunny Hannah, all right, where the amateur is every yeah, year. Yeah. We get to the 10th hole. It's a pitching wedge, par three. Hits the hill, trundles down the hill, hole in one. <laughs> His second career lifetime hole in one. Okay. Not bad. So then we go to the 11th hole. Okay. Two other playing partners say, hey, Jack, maybe I'll take that ball out of play. Maybe you should. You know, I'll like mount it, put it in the trophy. And I said, you guys have been to Jack's house. I've been to Jack's house. I said, you wouldn't even know he attended the Super Bowl, let alone play. And there's any trophies in there in his house. And you go, oh, that's true. He doesn't. All right. So he says, no, no, it's a lucky ball. I'm going to keep it in play. Well, it's a dog leg right, and he hits it right, and it goes through the trees. He goes, oh, no, I lost the ball. I says, no, I think you went through. It's a par five. Well, he went through. He cut the corner. Now he's a short iron in. He knocks it on the green. Misses an eagle putt by an inch and a half. Then he goes and birdies 12. So we're so we're in the cart together. You should have quit after. I know. <laughs> well, we're playing as a team, so we're winning. So we are. We're now going, leaving twelve, going to thirteen. I said, "You want to know what you've done here?" I said, "Do you?" I said, "You may not realize this." I said, "But like, I said we've gone three holes in the back nine." I said, "You know, I'm even par in the back nine." He goes, oh, yeah, you are. I said, I'm four shots back. And you're killing me. <laughs> I'm getting crushed. <laughs> so, you know, we should try and get Jack. Yeah, definitely. Here. That'd be yeah. fun. Get him down next year. So He'd love that. Yeah. I'll work that out. I'll I think you can make I have connections. Yeah, yeah, I think you're the guy to make I have connections. Yeah. I think I can work that out. I mean, I think Tom could, you know, probably get him, but... If Tom were to call him, but uh, I think if I call him, a better shot. <laughs> Mercy, he can make it happen. Mercy makes everything happen. Yeah. Absolutely.
Yes, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Steve was just uh, over here. Um, yes, next year, by the way, is the 30th annual um, 30th annual event. event. Yes, so next year, hopefully, uh, be back bigger and better and, and have something special planned for the 30th. And, in fact, it'll be, believe it or not, the 10th year I've played in it. Oh, wow, that many. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. I mean, I can see by the pain look on your face that it's... <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. Last year, I think last year, we had, I had the privilege of playing we with you. And it was we, had a, a we had a blast. blast. I had a fantastic we time. A blast. I, I don't even remember what we scored, but it didn't matter. We had fun. No, we had and a lot of fun. And that's what it's all about. You know? I mean, it's, it's fun to go low and, and score, but it's it's just nice to be out and, and spend time with your friends. And, it's and actually all about... I always tell everybody it's about the people. Actually, one time, I played... And I played a lot of these things. Okay. So... There was one time I played, and we ended up winning the whole tournament. Okay, great. It was one of the most miserable experiences I ever had playing golf because they wanted to win so badly yeah. that they're, like, pacing stuff off. They're playing. I just want to go out and have, be around a bunch of guys and have fun. Now, I'll tell, I'll tell you this, though. Angle's playing, obviously, way more golf than he claims. I just want to let you know. You know, I don't see him in the office that often. I... <laughs> I, you're right. I'm not there. I'm working from home like everybody else. Hey, I know. It was the first time you played about, what, 10 months, 11 months? 11 months. He played great. He was probably better that He way. played great. Yeah. He played great. Hey, thank you so Steve, much. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate we'll you. A, appreciate everything. Yep. Appreciate Purdy Insurance, the giving back to the community, the depth of family commitment, because this is our family up and down this valley right. here. Exactly. And we take care of our own. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And, again, thanks to everybody that came out today and all the, you know, even the folks that are listening were participants or a whole sponsorship or whatever. We certainly appreciate everything and look to come back next year as, as strong as we are every other year and, and look forward to the 30th anniversary. Can't wait. Yeah, thanks, Can't Steve. wait. Appreciate Adam, it. thank you so much. We will come back with more from the greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA benefit the Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament here at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. This is the music the suit dances to in the office when the doors are shut. <laughs> Unfortunately, the building has windows. <laughs> uh, being up on the top of the hill, the jacket and tie, a.k.a. the suit. Uh, yes, indeed. I talked to the course superintendent. He asked if he was going to be here today, and I said, no, you should have seen the look of joy on his face. <laughs> and, I, and I finally saw the infamous bridge today. Too. Oh, the bridge. Oh, <laughs> the bridge. And Adam, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Just trying to help out wherever we can here. Uh, what's what's really interesting about everything that's happened in what has been a very newsworthy 24 hours here. You now, when you're talking about one of the truly great players Penn State's had, and then the idea he's not going to be able to play for you. Look, there's a lot of ways of looking at it. Number one is this. Obviously, along the way, he could have got, uh, could have been hurt. See, that's that's what gets me about, uh, when I was talking to Jim Jackson yesterday, how unfair it would have been for the Phillies to play with the Lehigh Valley guys. It's 2020. What's fair? 
keep playing. At least you would get games in. I mean, in other words, I mean, is it – Adam, thank you. Thank you so much. If uh, – as I look at, for example, was it fair for the Red Sox to play in the 1975 World Series without Jim Rice, who broke his wrist with a week to go in the season? Was that fair? Well, guess what? Suddenly they're out there and Rick Miller's playing. What the heck? It's, like, it's, it's the way it is. And it's also not going to be fair. I, I think we're going to hear that argument at least if baseball has to determine the playoffs by winning percentage because nobody's going to be able to make up the amount of games that the Phillies and other teams now have, have now lost. No. Or it's going to be very difficult to do that. But what's interesting, and as I pointed out to him, almost all the teams have hit the quarter pole. Minus Fif- the Phillies. Fifteen games. Well, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Marlins. Right. Right. The Tigers will be underneath it just a bit. Everybody else is almost at 15 games. Uh, that's why I've tried to point out about what baseball is doing. Yes, there is a domino effect that's bad. But you do know that because the Phillies fall into the – everybody for the Phillies, player-wise, has been testing negative. By the way, the Phillies are on right now in Eagle 107. Correct. Doubleheader against the Yankees. Everybody else has been playing games and not missing them. I mean, Major League Baseball has played more games than the NHL and the NBA combined. They've played twice as many games. NBA is a rousing success. You play 24 games. This group over here has played 142. Right? Now, obviously, on 142, you have more more opportunity for trouble. You have 33 players. You have 17 because the NBA allows you to carry the two. Like Josh Reeves, for example, is on the, on the two-way contract with uh, Dallas. Well, he's allowed to be with the team. Okay. So you got 33, you got 17, you got 22 teams playing, you got 30. So when you look at the numbers, you're talking about almost 1,900 players in Major League Baseball, right? As opposed to about 400 playing in the NBA. The NBA is doing great, so please don't for a second think I'm not praising what they're doing. I am. But start looking at the numbers. Every, people have to start thinking a little bit. Instead of thinking so, oh, the numbers say this, and this game was missed. Now, okay, just slow down. Think your way through it. Don't react to it all the time. Don't. Hey, every time I turn around, there's a reaction. It's a disaster. They have to stop. Oh, well, 28 teams don't have to stop. Why do they have to stop? They're not having a problem. Why should the Yankees stop? Now, I, I wish the Red Sox would. <laughs> but that's just a personal thing. Uh, but everybody else so far has been going along, and maybe a little here, maybe a little there, but they've been doing fine. And they have been able to change the schedule here and there, too. Right. I mean, yeah, you have to adapt. You have to so forth. But, for example, seven Cardinals are out. Bring seven guys up from Memphis. I mean, it's not as if, look, I know in doing State College Spikes Baseball, the domino effect of when Yadier Molina has been hurt. I've seen it. Oh, so they moved that guy up. And we, we got a new catcher now? Oh, what's his name? It's all a domino effect through the entire organization because Yadier Molina's been the guy. I hate to hear that he, that he has COVID. All right? 
Hank Deere, anybody does. But the system was put in place to keep playing. That's why you've got these other 30 people. Well, it'd be unfair. Well, you know, I understand that, but you know, unfortunately during the pandemic, what's been fair? Okay? You want to, I mean, no offense, but has it been fair for the restaurant owner? Okay, that's unfair. Right? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Schedule Phil Steele for tomorrow, so we'll do that. Uh, I think it was uh, very, very important to get not just Andrew Marshawn on today from the New York Post, but also to get Adam Purdy on. Uh, we felt that was the priority, and justifiably so. And Phil Steele and I, and Phil's completely understanding. Uh, it's great because he knew it was for charity, and uh, we'll talk to Phil in tomorrow's show. There we go. It'll be a loaded show again tomorrow. Jerry Dulac tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll throw Phil in at 4.35 tomorrow. And Jerry's at 4.06. That's right. So we'll go from there. It'd be great to have Jerry on. Oh, I can't wait to talk. Jerry's one of my favorites. His daughter's at Penn State right now. Uh, just one of the really great guys. Get some PGA Championship talk going. Yeah, I have to talk about that because tomorrow's the first uh, round at Harding Park uh, at San Francisco. Uh, the TPC course there. Uh, which will be great. It's the one championship Arnold Palmer never won. He never won the PGA. Uh, <laughs> he's been, he was close, but he never won it. I mean, there's certain championships that people haven't won. For example, I'll, I'll give you one. Tom Watson, he never won the PGA. Tom Watson won tournaments all over. He never won the PGA. <laughs> Can you explain why? No. There's a field of 160 people. Somehow, some way, you have to have the best score. It's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, the suit texted you, I believe. Yes, that is correct. He said the following oh, in regards to... Can I look to... at that for a second? Yeah. Right. <laughs> mis... Oh, he misspelled... Oh, the suit texted us. He misspelled resignation. Oh, sorry. There you go. <laughs> He said, "Boring round when you don't when you don't hit the bridge, stay in the fairway, or have a shutter." <laughs> uh, yeah. I again, I want to say this about the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. It has been a, a summer of intense heat. It has been a summer uh, of a lack of rain. There hasn't been a lot of rain here. Uh, State College has been bad too. This track. I give it credit, was I thought in great shape today. Absolutely. considered, and I want to praise the great people here at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club for the job they've done keeping it uh, as strong and, uh, a track as possible. They've done that, and I, I have nothing but great appreciation for that. Uh, we've talked about Micah Parsons. Uh, look, our Penn State fans disappointed they wanted to see Micah Parsons one more year. Of course they are. Yeah, but by and large, almost everybody is happy. 
you know, he's going to take an opportunity to – he wants to go to the NFL. He wants to train for the NFL. He's – at minimum, it looks like he's a top ten pick, quite possibly a top five pick. Okay. And in a season of uncertainty, he had to make a decision that was best for him and best for his family. That's fine. I can tell you right now, when Michael Parsons gets an opportunity to come back to Penn State, he will come back. As I said, now I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I really know Micah. We're really, no, I've talked to him a lot. And the little I do know of him, I like him. I just like him as, a, as a, just being a good guy. And I give him a lot of credit for the hard work he put in because when you're changing positions like that, I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times about him. Sean Lee, for example, moved from safety to outside linebacker. People forget when LeVar Arrington came to Penn State, LeVar's freshman year, he played some safety. Right? That I did not know. Wow. 1997, LeVar played some safety when he first broke into the lineup. They moved outside linebacker. Andre Collins, safety to linebacker. Then you've got Matt Mill and Bruce Clark going back to 1977. They were inside linebackers in 1976 as freshmen. Played defensive tackle in 1977. Put more quickness there. Linebackers moving up to defensive ends. Larry Kubin was more of a linebacker, became a, a defensive end. So you see people moving toward the line of scrimmage all the time. It is rare when you move back from the line of scrimmage. Where now you're going from playing with a hand in the dirt or in a two-point stance at the line of scrimmage, and you understand the hand fighting that goes with it, to now playing out in space. Where, yes, yeah, sometimes you blitz, sometimes you got to time it up, sometimes you got to gap it up, and sometimes you've got to drop into a spot. It takes a lot of learning to do that. The Micah Parsons I saw trying to learn this in spring practice of 2018 to the Micah Parsons I saw in preseason 2018 was remarkable. How much he learned and how much more comfortable he was playing in space from a spring practice to a preseason and then into games and got better and better and better. Last year, he goes into the spring, he is is two more rungs up up the ladder. Preseason, another rung up the ladder. And then he puts together an All-American season, consensus All-American season. And the game he played in the Cotton Bowl against Memphis, he was spectacular. Spectacular. That he was. And that's why you walked out of there. Jack and I both walked out of AT&T Stadium that day and looked at each other and said, this guy is on the verge of huge things. So now, technically, this is not being critical. It's being analytical. Could he have used another year to be even better? Yes. Now, what if it... Okay, so it's going to be in two parts. Could he have used another year to be better? Could he have used another year to show his instincts in space? Show timing and scraping of a blitz, things like that? Yes. Would it change his draft status if he did that? Probably not. He probably would still be 
right now he's probably a top 10 pick. By playing here this year, he probably still would have been a top 10 pick, maybe a top five, maybe, depending on need. Remember, depending on need. And so could he have, could he, could he have made himself a better linebacker by playing an extra year here? Yes. Would have increased his draft stock and moved him up the ladder from, I don't know, 25 to a top 10? If that were the case, yes, but he's already projected top 10. So it really would not have changed where he's being drafted. I will say the one plus out of this is going to be as follows. I do not have to field any more questions about Micah Parsons returning kickoffs. (laughs) Sometimes when you're around it all the time, you don't think twice about it. And he was always on the second unit. He's been on the second unit kick return team for two years. Right? The second unit for two years. Yeah, so he's the one that blurts out, you know, I'd like to return kicks, the whole thing. Well, what about him? What about Michael returning kicks? He's been on the unit for two years. Everybody acts like he just got put on it because it was on the depth chart. No. <laughs> two years. This freshman year, he was he was on the second unit back there as the off guy. Last year, he was on the second unit as the off guy. <laughs> so we don't have to field that question anymore. That'll be up to some other coach that has to talk about that. Now. <laughs> All right. But I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he has a great NFL career. I hope he has the kind of NFL career that makes Penn Staters proud. Now the schedule. Schedule came out today, and it was in the last 48 hours I was hearing they were still going to open with Northwestern. I really was convinced that they would front load the schedule with division games. I really was convinced of that. I had a pretty good feel Illinois was going to be the 10th game. In fact, when the first when it first came out about conference only July 9th, I said that the two primary candidates, in my opinion, were Purdue and Illinois, and most likely was Illinois. Yep. Uh, just by because they open with Wisconsin next year on the road. So you want, do you want to send Penn State out there two years in a row? No. Uh, they just went to Minnesota last year. So do you want to do that two years in a row? No. Now, obviously, this will be what the second straight year, second straight time. They've had to go to Illinois because they had to play that Friday night game two years ago there. Uh, that will be the last game on the 21st. They, what they did was they took the current Penn State schedule and they pretty much kept it in place. There are two by when they moved it up to September 5th. So they've got... Northwestern, then they're at Indiana, then they're at Michigan. Right? Then they come home and they've got Iowa, Michigan State at Beaver Stadium. So I mean, right out of the gate, that gives you, what, three straight division games? Because I think Iowa's after Michigan State. So I think it gives you three straight division games. And it still gives you three more to go because I think after Iowa's Maryland. So now it's four. Now you got Rutgers tucked in later and the way things are going there that's that's fine 
Uh, you got Ohio State at home on November 7th. I want to say, let's see, uh, November 14th. Are they at Nebraska? Uh, they're at Nebraska October 31st. October the 14th 31st. is the bye. The bye the second week. bye. Second bye week, which then sets up the one game at Illinois. Right. So they've got three bye weeks in there. Right? Three bye weeks. They've got what? Um, they have October 10th. October 10th. And November 14th. November 14th. And the third one is, this is where it's sneaky, is November 28th. Oh, Right. Okay, so that's the third by the third bye week was put in a week after the end of the regular season in case you need to make up a game, because the Big Ten championship game is December fifth. So they did end up putting three bye weeks in. All right, two that are noticeable to you, the fan. One that isn't noticeable to you, the fan, because you see, okay, Illinois. Well, where's the other bye week? It's the next week on November twenty eighth, Thanksgiving weekend. And then it's the Big Ten Championship game December 5th. So that's the way it is. I, I haven't looked at everybody else's schedule. What they did was they kept they kept your Big Ten schedule. They kept it. Essentially, it's what they did. And they just added a game. And I think they probably added a game at the end for everybody. I would like to see if everybody has the same bye weeks. Again, I have not had a chance to look at the full Big Ten schedule. In other words, is everybody off on October 10th? Mm-hmm. Is everybody off, or are there some games scheduled October 10th? So that's what I want to see. And my guess is, without looking at it, and you as a fan, you can call in and tell me. Maybe you've looked at it. Like, my phone died on the 16th, okay? <laughs> I'm have to, we'll have to hook it in when hey, i we were sort of playing golf, so I wasn't sitting there going, hey, look, let me break the schedule down. <laughs> By the way, what was the final score today? The final score was what? I got asked 16 different times about whether they're playing. And I got oh, asked, that's right. I, I, I got asked 16 times today by people whether they're playing. I got asked eight times about Micah Parsons. There we go. See, I thought Micah was going to be more. Nah, the fans want to go to – the fans want to see games played. That's true. So it ended up that was the final score because that was so that was Steve Engels. Steve, remember, it ended up being sixteen asked about whether they're playing, eight about Micah Parsons. That was the final score that we had today because that was that was a st- on the first hole that was Steve Engels' deal. He says, "Hey, let's keep score." <laughs> Because we had about five already before we even started. Yeah, we had five in the parking lot. <laughs> so the one thing, Steve, is interesting that also stands out to me with the schedule. Now I know, based on the way just the Big Ten schedule alone was set previous before this all got restarted here, yep. the order. But now you got to do two out of the first three on the road. Hey, that's fine. And the last one's on the road. All right. You know, you know what that means. That means. You've got, let's see, only three road games in between. That's correct, right. And, and, with, and with both buys mixed in, which is yeah. which is good. Fine. I don't care. Because I know, the only reason why I say that, because I know you and many of other Penn State fans, today included, have mentioned they're a little worried about that Indiana game. And I think that could be maybe a little more worrisome now. I don't know about you feel this, Steve, just because of the way it's placed, because with it being all- that... Indiana's, in the first two Indiana's the first good. 
Indiana's better than Michigan State. They passed them out. They're better than Maryland. Michael Penix, the left-handed quarterback who can move, his problem has been injuries for two years. One of them was against Penn State. He got hurt in the Penn State game. And Peyton Ramsey's kind of bailed them out the last two years. Now Ramsey's at Northwestern, so Penn State's going to see him in the opener. Um, Northwestern defensively is excellent. Northwestern's an excellent defensive football team. Ramsey will help them offensively. Indiana's next. Having him at quarterback is big. Stevie Scott's a heck of a running back. And where Indiana's better, to me, they're better in two spots than traditional Indiana. They're better at linebacker, and they're better in the trenches than they were. Then they got Michigan. Michigan has three really talented quarterbacks. The question is, who emerges? Who emerges? Michigan State's got Michigan State's got some problems. Do you realize Michigan State has not had a thousand-yard rusher since 2014? That's a stat right there. That's stunning. Now Elijah Collins could get there this year. He's a good player, but they've got—I mean, Mel Tucker. They've lost all this this two-week time that they needed to implement what they want to do. It's a brand new staff. Playing them relatively early is good. Uh, Iowa. Iowa's a good football team. Not a great football team. They're good. Not having Nate Stanley is an issue, in my opinion. Uh, Maryland. Maryland has not had a quarterback start every game since entering the Big Ten. So can Josh Jackson, for example, play every game? So that's that's a big question. Rutgers, uh, Arthur Sikowski is quarterback. Uh, I, I'm big on Isaiah Pacheco, the tailback, really good. Yeah, Rutgers is a little bit better than they were, and Greg will do a good job with them. Greg Shannon's a good coach. Nebraska is interesting. Adrian Martinez, I really like him as a quarterback. The running back situation is okay. The wide receiver situation is not incredible because losing J.D. Spielman, who transferred just a month ago to TCU, was a big blow for them. And let's face it, the black shirt defense hasn't played like the black shirt defense in 15 years. 15 years. And then Illinois, I give Lovey a lot of credit. Lovey has steadily built Illinois up. Definitely. Getting better and better. That's a tough one at the end. Take a break. We'll wrap it up from the Susquehanna Valley Country Club, brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. telling Steve Engel what I said the other day when they give the phone number out on that commercial. I said, is that a direct line? <laughs> <laughs> i just wondering. I don't know. Heck, we had a great day today. We did. We had a great day a today. Fun. And uh, Matt made the shot of the day, which was great, dropping a birdie putt on 17, which was right on the mark. And it was uh, fabulous. Something you can go home and tell little Luke about that you did that. It was a, oh, yeah. Like I said, it was the shot of the day in our group. And, uh, it took it me long enough, but we got there. No, 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 no. You did great. <laughs> it, was, um, it was no tap-in, by the way. That was no tap-in birdie. Uh, the one we got on 15 was a tap-in birdie. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's just great to be here. It's great to be in the Valley. great that on behalf of the Susquehanna Valley Country Club that somebody had to work at the station today and couldn't make it out. <laughs> he did help set up though. Actually did all the setup I should say. Yeah I know I had to change some of the wiring. <laughs> oh I can't stand that guy. <laughs> Tomorrow on the show, Jerry Dulac, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Steelers Network. Also talking PGA with him. And Phil Steele at 435 tomorrow. College football, lots of it. Today's show has been brought to you by Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Care Routes 11 and 15 in Hubble's Wharf. 